Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Please be seated. We are gathered here today to mourn the loss of WTATU, known separately as Bob Shoy, Luke Beef, and Adam Tiss. Since their mysterious disappearance, some recordings have been recovered from the Weird Tales hard drive, which we will join together throughout this memorial episode to listen to, to enjoy, and remember. These recordings were intended for the awaited 200th episode of the podcast, which this memorial will now replace. The following recording includes some moments that may have been edited out, censored or cleaned in its originally intended final form, including names, foul language, scatological conversation, background noise, silence, coughs, sound levels, but we've decided not to alter it. The recording is presented in its entirety, unedited, includes many beloved segments such as Pet of the Week, Tissy's Bible Stories and Ghost Story of the Week. Let us now join together and receive this recording in its raw form. How is your thumb, by the way? So, um, it's fine. Actually, my the last of the scab fell off today. So it just kind of looks like like um, like this now. My nail's growing back. Look, it's actually growing back. It's nearly fully grown back. Wow. Yeah. Just a, nice. just a bad so, dream now. Yeah, it's actually kind of weird that it's <laughs> not going to look like anything ever happened to it at all. 
when in reality it was like the most painful thing I've ever done in my life. Oh really? my god. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh. Um, I'm glad Amber was still asking about it like weeks later. So she'll just know me as that guy with the manky finger. She, uh, every time I say your name, she says, oh, finger's sore. It's not oh, sore anymore. Yeah, it's... it's a bit delicate still. I, wear, I, I have to wear a splint still. I've got it off at the moment because I like to get air to it. I've got the yeah. splint on for another two weeks, I think, two and a half weeks. I wear the splint at work, obviously. How's work been? Uh, it's, I have to work in a glove because I have to... I put the splint on, then I put a large glove over the whole thing. Mm. So I can't bend that finger. But all I've really got to do is hold my trowel with that hand. But it's just my hand gets like sweaty working in a glove. Yeah. And it's making all my yeah. skin peel on my left hand because it's just like in a sweaty glove all day. Gross. So it's lovely. May uh, so nice. Um, <laughs> listeners probably know. I'm just recording, aren't we? Listeners probably know about. Well, they do know that I've hurt my finger because I put it on the intros of the other episode. But this is the first time we've recorded since I hurt my finger. Yeah, I can't even remember when you hurt your like yeah, a few ago. days after we recorded, right? It was like yeah, it was like the day after we recorded last time. Or something. Yeah, because like, you messaged wow. us and was just like, "Oh, I'm having a shit day," and it was just like, "Oh." <laughs> well, Becca was away. I went. I went to go to walk to the fucking hospital. So, listeners. Um, the story of my finger, quickly, even though it's been mentioned, I've mentioned my finger, and on the episode upcoming, which I've already recorded with a special guest, I have a hand all bandaged up recording that, and I'm struggling with my notes and things. What happened was, I got home from work, I reversed a little bit too close to the hedge in our parking bay, and I needed to get some stuff out of the boot anyway. Instead of pulling forward, I thought, I'll just open the boot and sort of squeeze in a little bit. So I've got my hand resting on the roof of my car, and I'm sort of reaching in with the other hand. And then I slammed the boot shut, but my index finger on my left hand was actually kind of in the roof, in in the hinge, like where it was resting on the roof. So it slammed Aww. down. Um, tight, slammed pretty tight. Um, and then I had to try and fucking get the boot back open again with my hand wedged oh, in the boot. It closed. Um, oh, don't, don't, don't. It fully closed. So I, got, I got it open. I grabbed, what's that? It fully closed. It fully closed, yeah, it was slammed shut. I'm oh! looking at my hand, like, poking up, thinking, fuck! Your oh, finger was mate. the size so, of the hole of the crack. Uh, yeah, oh, so I got the boot open, sake. another crack, and reached in and grabbed a dirty work t-shirt, and just grabbed that, like, the speed of which I opened the boot, grabbed the t-shirt, wrapped the t my finger in the dirty t-shirt, and slammed the boot shut, was, like, less than a second. Wow. And then I, like, hobbled up st upstairs, wrapped my finger all wrapped, my hand all wrapped in this t-shirt, thinking, okay, this really fucking hurts, and also thinking, is there a chunk of my finger in the boot of the car? Because oh, it was gross. throbbing. You know, it's numb, I can't feel anything, I don't know if the finger's even there. Um... But I went up to the flat, I sat on the uh, sofa, and it was, you know, you've, you've, you've sort of shut your finger indoors and stuff before it hurts. It was throbbing mm. like that. And I thought, it's probably just that. It would just be a bruised nail. Be fine. So I sat and watched telly for like half an hour. <laughs> it <was> just wrapped <laughs> in a t-shirt. Oh my God. <laughs> and then I thought, this pain isn't going down. I was waiting for the throbbing to go down. I was like, it's really not going down. And by that point, my adrenaline's really wearing off. Because at first... Had like an adrenaline boost and that was hurting, yeah, but it course. wasn't like unbearable. Then yeah. like I started getting like cold sweats and I had to lay on the kitchen floor and I thought, oh fuck, this ain't good. Mm. Um, 
and I've peeled back the t-shirt and um, so the skin between the knuckle and the nail there was like a, a, a horizontal split and the back of the nail was poking through that and oh, dang. I thought oh no this is this is worse than I thought um, there's a lot of blood in there and that so I could walk to the hospital at least Becca was away that week but I walked up to the hospital and um, they gave me a tetanus jab because uh, there was no record yeah, of me ever having a tetanus um, <laughs> and they yeah I said well my medical records a are bit of admin while your fucking fingers go. yeah I was like just do it I'm in enough pain they gave me a big tub of um, what's that stuff that hurts iodine mm. And they said, put put your finger in that, so that hurt like fuck. Oh, um, oh mate. As you, as you can imagine, it fucking would when you've got like a hole in your finger with your nails poking through. So they said, go and get an x-ray. Your, your bone's probably fine, but go and get an x-ray anyway. And then when I was in the x-ray thing, when she did the scan, I knew it was bad when the woman taking the x-ray was like, oh, dear. Um, and she was like, do you want to come and have a look at this? And was like, cool, we'll be back. And she was like, that's properly, properly bad. Um, so the bone was basically like multiply fractured, crushed, basically. Yeah. Um, okay. uh, I had to have surgery the next day. Yeah. So I'd never been in an operating room. So that was kind of scary. Um, You've never had I'm an operation b- before? No, I know you I know you have beef and it doesn't bother you, but I'm a bit of a wuss when it comes to that stuff. So I'd never worn the gown, I'd never gone in an operating room, I'd never had any of that stuff. I fucking hate you go with your ass hanging out. No, because I didn't have to take my clothes off, it's only my hand. <laughs> 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 just put the gown on and then he just <laughs> stripped to your shoes. Anesthetic. <laughs> loaded jabs with anesthetic, my hand went all numb. Yeah. That hurt like fuck because he had to put it like between the fingers, ah, really deep, sick, really deep in there, oh, from the front dude. and the back. Fuck's sake, was this a nightmare so, or reality? Oh. What the fuck? <laughs> um, so that was painful, why, and then I can just feel like just tugging and shit. Out? Well, I, d- I don't know. Oh, they don't like they to cut, people, Basically, they had to cut it open, pull the fingernail out. Oh, don't, don't. The nail bed underneath the fingernail itself was all split and damaged. They had to stitch that up, the actual nail bed. So imagine, you know when you cut your fingernails a little bit too short and you get that real sharp, tender feeling back there? Yeah. I've got no nail, so it's all that. And they're stitching that bit up. So, um... No, 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 I can't do this anymore. (laughs) This is horrific. I feel ill. I feel like I'm going to be sick. So they did all that, oh they God. wrapped it all up in a bandage, but they couldn't put a splint on it yet because... So they couldn't do anything about the bone because they had to wait a week for them stitches to settle in and everything. So for a week, I just had a bandage with, like, broken bones. And I had to keep my hand above my head, like, most of the time. And I couldn't do fuck all. I, I'd, I couldn't go to work, but I couldn't, like, play video games or anything. Just couldn't do anything. Couldn't... Had to do everything one hand. And then I got my... Uh, Stressing off the next week, uh, got put in a splint, and I've been in a splint ever since. I had five weeks off work. I've still in a splint for another month. It's like a twelve-week process. It's been really shit, but I can move all my fingers again. For the first like three weeks, I couldn't move my hand. And uh, yeah, don't listeners and you guys don't take your hands for granted because I like fucked up one finger and it really was a disability. Yeah. So that's what happened. Fair. That sounds fucking horrible. That was 
that was too detailed for my liking. Yeah, they don't like. It's putting funny when I tell people. It's funny how squeamish, how squeamish people get when I tell them about it. I think fingers. It's a bit like eye stuff and hand stuff. Really bothers people. Yeah. When I tell yeah. people about it, they don't like it. Um, I and I didn't like it. Of... And when I took the dressing off and saw the state of it after the first week, and they took the dressing off, and I could see what my finger looked like. It made me really sad. I was like, oh, my poor fucking hand. What the fuck have I done? Because yeah. from when I did it to when I... For the whole first week, I hadn't seen the damage. They just did it. They wrapped it up and then underneath there, something would happen. But when they finally took it all off and I could see state of my hand, I was like, poor little thing. I don't know what it is about fingers. I guess, like, I don't know, I guess... And I've never... It's always been something like... Sorry, one second. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I, I've never had this happen, but like, everyone can imagine the feeling of their nails being pulled or like pulled back or. Yeah, yeah. Like, or uh, do you know what well, I mean? Pulled it's pulled mine weird, out. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, don't. I can't believe it's growing back, though, listeners. It's nearly grown back. They said it might not ever grow back, and if it does, it might grow back weird. It's sixty percent <laughs> grown back, and right this, back and weird. so far, it looks normal. Nails are yeah, already he said it might weird. be like wavy or yeah, they are weird. Nails um, are hair. And the last of the scab fell off today, so it's kind of you can see underneath where he did cutting it open, but that's going to be covered by the nail, so it's um, it's not going to look like anything when it's done. It's going to look like a finger. Fuck yeah! Aren't our bodies amazing? Bodies yeah. are incredible. Amazing stuff. This is this, the thing. The bone itself inside here is still not set properly. It's very tender to touch, but I can touch it now. Mm. Mm. You think all those years that you've been doing, uh, not like a dangerous job, but a job where you could oh yeah, a really physical job yourself. yeah yeah. I'm working and with blinders lids now, so like at the minute I'm doing a job where I could genuinely chop off a finger like that. Well, they did say that they I nearly lost the finger. They said it most of the time. The the damage that was done to it when they saw it, they said most of the time. I would have lost the finger. The whole so finger. So I was kind of lucky. But I don't know, like the end knuckle or something yeah. like that. And I was just thinking it, it might have been fucking easier if I had because it would have healed a lot fucking quicker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, I think yeah. in hindsight. <laughs> now I'm thinking, oh, I'm glad I didn't. But at the time I was yeah. thinking, I wish they just fucking lobbed it off. It wouldn't bother mm. me. Yeah, it would have. <laughs> it fucking would have. So there we go. This is episode 200. Um, we should probably do the intro. Hello, you're listening to Weird Tales the Unexplainable. This is episode 200. Love you lots. This is Bob Shoy. Uh, there's Tiss up there in my top right of my screen. <coughs> Fucking hell. I can't even... Great. That's lovely. Right, that's awful. Um, <laughs> and there's beef down there. I'm I'm not going to burp into the microphone. because Please don't. It's disgusting. It wasn't a very good burp. I could have got more bubbles behind it. I've got some sparkling water. I think you've got enough. I've been drinking well, Sam. Two hundred episodes in, what can they expect, really? Been drinking Sam Pelli a you lot. Did, I did just see you chug almost the entire bottle of San Pellegrino. San Pelli. Is that Is sparkling water? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Who drinks that sparkling water? Posh sparkling Tastes. water, mate. Moving up it's, in the world. Four yeah, non-Germans. Like an Italian restaurant. 
Every time yeah. I've had sparkling water, it's because I accidentally took a swig thinking it was normal water. Sparkling water's banging. <laughs> <laughs> sparkling water's amazing. Yeah, every time. On a hangover, it's great. When I when I say to someone in like a restaurant, I like, can have some water, and they say still or sparkling, I'm like, what the fuck sort of question is that? <laughs> I used to hate sparkling water, and now I'm. Yeah, big fan of it. Good replacement. Fan, fair enough. Good replacement for fizzy drinks. Takes all drinks. sorts. Yeah. I just don't, I'm not that big on fizzy drinks at all, to be honest. So. Oh fuck it! I've got such a sweet. Well, oh, I love a fizzy. I love a fizzy drink. Yeah. But um, I never have. I feel like fizzy water is a bit like Sprite. Like it hurts to drink it. Yeah. It's so carbonated. It's like nothingness, um, though, isn't it? I love water, but having it. Sparkling, it's just like putting gas in my body with no flavour. See, I, I don't really, I'm not massive on water. Oh no, I love water. I could do got, without I got water. A big if I'm having right water. Here. You could do without I... water. <laughs> I'm sorry, mate. You add, you genuinely, you can't. You can't do without water. You are water. <laughs> Let me explain. You're made Let of me water. Explain. <laughs> What I mean is, what a I would always, I, I have squash, I choose squash, like right. we put like lemon squash or, we've What's always your got squash, squash? the kids, but, um, <coughs> I'll tell you what's my favourite, but it's, it's proper expensive, is um, strawberry ribena, is pretty oh, good. Oh, you know expensive. what, that's actually pretty good, it's been a long time, yeah, compared to like your Tesco's own orange juice and that, which is what you're going to get, innit? Bottle green, bottle green's yeah, expensive. Like, Yeah, I mean, Ribena is... It's also how quickly you get through it as well. Like, I'll get through a bottle of... Like, a, I don't know, a litre bottle in of an Ribena hour. In, yeah, <laughs> in, in one go, yeah. Drinking me. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what's also really good. When it's really hot is... Uh, I, I like lemon squash with, like, loads of ice. Yeah. That is Anything citrusy Absolutely. when it's hot is good, though, isn't it? Like, I won't turn my nose off at a lemonade when it's hot. A lemonade? No, no. Hot lemonade? Yeah. When it's hot. No, when it's hot outside, <laughs> a cold, an ice cold lemonade. <laughs> a hot lemonade. For a second there. I, I used to like, have hot lemon hell. when I was a kid, like lemon squash with hot water. Bit hot, yeah. When I was a kid, I used to drink that. Yeah, when you're ill. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Like when I used to, my mum used to make me a hot, hot Ribena. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know. Just a placebo, isn't it? They're just like, this will make you feel better. And you're like, oh, will it? Yeah, yeah. Well, well. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My mum used to give me loads of Lucozade when I was a kid. When I was yeah, because it, like it, was... it gets your energy up, doesn't it? Electrolytes or whatever. I know, I know. It, which is great. But I don't know. I would never give Joel Lucozade now. No, you're not supposed to give it to kids. <laughs> like, it's weird. But when I was his age, my mum used to give me... Yeah, it was no problem. Do you remember Lucozade Do you like Lucozade? Oh, yeah. Mind it. Lucas eight tablets, yeah. Yeah, we know you Chalky. like Lucas eight tablets. A bit, a bit too much, Bobby. Chalky. What? 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 are you talking about? What did I do with a Lucas eight tablet? Did you Did you finish off one packet in one go and then nearly shit yourself in wing? Oh, I don't know. That I might have scrubbed that from my memory. The thing I ate too much of in one go and nearly shit myself. Well, I say nearly. I did shit myself. Was uh, Satsumas. <laughs> 
No, this is true. We were stay. We were. We put the tent up with. I think um, Holby was with us and oh, Jibs. I remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we we put we put the, um, yeah, we put the tent up outside the church in Wing, not outside the church, like the field. At no, the I know it is. Yeah, the field behind, down by the little stream. Yeah, and um, yeah, you fin- you had to go for a poo at Ben Ben Hall's mum's house um yeah th- i do or... well i think yes i was gonna say i do remember that but i used to have to do that all the time for some reason <laughs> i always ate something silly and then had to like run into ben hall's house for a number two a emergency number two um yeah. but the, what's funny about that is i only live like another minute minute from his house more if you do like a squat run which i would have been but that's how close oh it would get and the fact that happened more than once is speaks terribly as to the situations I used to get in as a teenager. She must have been so sick of it. Like, <laughs> oh, like, really? The thing is, though... By the time I've got up minute... the stairs in their house to the toilet, <laughs> I could have been at my own house. <laughs> That's how close it was. <laughs> yeah, but when you when you get caught short, a minute is, a, is an eternity. It's I, such t- a I used time. to have really trouble guts when I was younger. And I don't now. I don't get caught like that now. But I remember, like, I mean, I probably have to cut this. But um, I remember having a having a go in like hedges and shit when I was <laughs> living in wing, and but making I... jib and making jibs be like my lookout. Yeah, and well, that sounds fraught with all sorts of dangers. That yeah, yeah. forest dumping worse. That happened to me a couple of years ago on a on a run, on a run runs. <laughs> um, yeah, I was all of a sudden really desperate for a poo and I had to go in a hedge with a fox looking at me. Did you use one of your socks? Uh, to wipe yeah, up. Yeah, I must have done. I don't know. It's weird. Isn't it? You might have had tissues or something. Then. You're a grown up. Grown ups have things like tissues on them. But when I went camping, actually, the night I met Becca, um, <laughs> to. This is, this is romantic. Carry I disappeared on. into the head, the forest at one one point, and when I came back, I was only wearing one sock. <laughs> 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 and Jim was there and fucking worked out exactly. He was like that minus that equals. He must have had to. <laughs> 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 That's class. Um, anyway, this is a lovely way to start episode two hundred. I might have to cut all that. Um. Is there anything you guys want to talk about on episode 200? We're just going to put together a grab bag, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Um, just can't believe we got to 200. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? I'm going to try and bring back as many of our fan favourite features as I can throughout this episode. Um, so I was trying to think mm-hmm. of some. Um, Emma, um, previous co-host of mine on the Simpsons Forum One More, has been on Weird Towers as yeah. well. I was doing a little special something for Weird Tales with her um, recently. And she reminded me of a feature. She was like, you know, one of my favourite features you guys used to do and you never do it anymore. I'd love for you to bring it back. And I was, when she said it, I was like, I barely even remember we ever did that. And she said, yeah, I know. It's so stupid. That's why I liked it. Is outfit of the week. <laughs> oh my So word. guys, would you like to tell me what you're wearing? <laughs> 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 I can't believe I, I completely that. forgot we used to do that. I can't believe we ever How did, did that. I was getting really desperate for features. I can't remember. I think it was a joke at how shit an idea it was. Like we'd done pet of the week, we'd done listening of the week, we'd done story of the week, and it was like outfit of the week. 
I'm wearing. Who's going first? Tis, you going I'm first? I'm wearing uh, some sort of tie dye joggers, uh, green and yellow tie dye <laughs> joggers, um, <laughs> and a white t shirt, and no socks. Classic. And I need to cut my nails. Classic. I've got. That's the classic I've got, um El Classico. I've got. Most of my nails need cutting, but because the big one needed cutting, I had to cut that recently. But <laughs> the big, the big one. But the big one. One of the big ones. But because I got so exhausted cutting that one, I just thought, "Fuck it, the others can wait until they're sort of digging into my leg." Or my also, at an emergency toes. level, um, breaking through your socks. <laughs> yeah, shredding my socks. Until they reckon socks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, right, I'll go. Yeah. I got um, a pair of blue shorts on, um, and I've got a blue t-shirt on. This is interesting. I've got a blue t-shirt on that was very faded. It says Reykjavik on it. Ooh. Where did oh. I buy it? Uh, Not in Reykjavik. Clearly. No. In Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no official. Even though I'd been to Reykjavik the year I bought this, I'd been to Reykjavik, and then later really? in the year I went to Portugal and bought the Reykjavik t-shirt in Portugal. That's class. Um, so this is an old t-shirt. I wonder if it's faded. Um, and and that's it. Also wearing no socks. Um, got my headphones on. Got my glasses on. That's it. Classy. Nice. Beefy, go for it. I hope he's uh, not wearing so socks. You'll really ruin it I'm, if he is. I'm, I'm not wearing socks. Way! Scratch that bingo card I, I try not to wear socks as much as possible. No, um, uh, yeah, I've got like a orange, black, white and turquoise striped t-shirt on. With a bit of gravy on it from earlier. <laughs> Just a little uh, creature more. And um, it gets worse. And then they're like um, they're like stretchy. They're not denim, but they're like denim shorts, but like stretchy material. Right. So they're they're my lounge my lounge wear. A pair of lounge shorts. Um, and they've got and but the the reason they've been demoted to lounge wear instead of street wear is because they've got a hole in the gooch. Oh. That's- that's really nice, yeah. So, I was about to say, are you wearing underwear? But after that revelation, I really hope you are. I am wearing underwear, Good. yeah. Yeah, I am. Can we have a quick one, two, three on the colour of our underwear? I don't know. Purple. Grey. Light blue. All right, there we go. There we go, listeners. Emma, that one's just for you. Outfit of the week. I don't remember if we had a jingle for that. It's probably something like, outfit of the week. You know what the jingles are like. Well, I think the tea bag must have split. (coughs) Oh no! Oh, hang on. Wash that down with some uh, strawberry ribena. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's actually just orange and lemon. This one. What's uh, what's your best? What's your best cordial, Bob? I don't really drink it. Um, When I used to, I went through a phase of really liking just like the classic ribena. Um, in mm-hmm. about the year 2000. Um, I remember it was 2000 because that's when I moved into my dad's flat and he used to drink Ribena then, so I got into them. But then shortly after that, I just stopped drinking 
squash all together. I've just drank water ever since. But when I was younger, classic orange. Can't beat a classic orange. Yeah, I don't tend to get cordial anymore. Um, it was the sort of thing your mum would buy and you'd just be like, yeah, cool, I'll, I'll drink it. But I don't actually actively buy it. But I nowadays, mm. if I was to buy cordial, it'd be bottle green because it's bougie as fuck. And it'd be like, right, bottle green and some sparkling water. And for the listeners who don't know what bottle green is, it's like elderflower press. Oh, right, okay. Um, you know, it is good. sort of like four quid a bottle. Fucking ridiculous price. But when, when I was younger, it'd be Vimto, as you know, Bob. Perfect blend. Oh, of course, oh, of course. Yeah, this was a fiend for Vimto. Yeah, yeah, I like Vimto. I used to really love it, but we never used to get it. You could get a two litre bottle of dilute. Like, this is amazing. But two litre bottle of dilutable Vimto. It was a treat. And it's like two litres of dilutable fucking Vimto. That that goes a long way. It's like um, I don't know if they have it in America. Vimto. It's like grape and blackberry, blackcurrant, something but like it, that. It's not like American grape though, is it? It's like no. It's like English grape, which isn't it isn't like grape drink. It's grape soda in America is very different to like anything that we have in the UK. Every, no, everything I like it, but we don't really get it here. Everything that's grape flavoured that's American grape flavoured, I don't think the UK stocks go. it. We would have like schlur in the UK, wouldn't we? So Vimto is Apple grape grapes, and black raspberries. Oh raspberry. Grapes, raspberries, and blackcurrant. Ah, mm. uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a good it's mix. Pretty ga- they do all sorts of. They do like um, they do what they call remixed colors, uh, remix flavors. Now, have you heard of these? No, I don't like that. I don't <laughs> know what it is, but so just, you don't like the word remix. <laughs> I don't like this new fad of companies releasing faddy flavors like oh. We're gonna do meat feast pizza flavored walkers and stuff like that because they're not actually good. And the gag, is, the gimmick is just to get people to go, no. "Oh, I'm gonna try that," and then they've got your money because if everyone tries it and then they bin it because it wasn't actually good, then they bring out a new flavor and they get everyone trying that rather yeah. than come up with a flavor that's actually good and people want to go back and buy another one of and it stands the test of time. Yeah, well, it's it's also I'll tell you what um, I did recently. Oh, sorry, beef. Yeah, you can't help yourself though. Like you fall, you fall prey to it all the time. Like. A few weeks ago, I was in Sainsbury's and I saw those uh, Burger King flavored. He couldn't help himself. I don't. Well, I didn't know that was a thing. They're banging, for it, didn't you? Those Whopper ones. You fucking really? mugs. I hated them. They taste like the Whopper. Oh, they taste like a Whopper. They taste, they taste like, like the lettuce. Whopper. Yeah, well, they taste like a lettuce from a Whopper. I don't want my crisps to taste like lettuce though. That's like such a wet flavor for a crisp. I wouldn't mind my lettuce tasting like crisps. I bought them thinking, oh, it's going to taste like beef burger, but I just got overwhelming lettuce flavour. What were you going to say? Sorry, Tiss. I um, butted in there. Uh, fuck. So what, what that was I gonna... Oh, yeah. It, pretty much off the back of what you said is that they basically are now... Um, they're just doing these crossovers. Because... Yes. And it's the same yeah. with TV and movie. that the It's easier to... Uh, to sort of hijack an existing IP than it is to create yeah. a new one. People know what it is, it's safer. Yes, and I saw <clears throat> Phantom Mentos the other day. <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, like the Phantom Menace? No, fa- 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 <laughs> Phantom Mentos. 
<laughs> oh, I thought it was like I thought it was like Mentos doing a really delayed Star Wars Episode One crossover. The Phantom Mentos. Well, I mean, if if Mentos <laughs> are listening, if if Mentos are listening, I'll tell you flavor. what. That's a golden ticket idea, straight up. The Phantom Mentos, yeah. Like, what flavor would that be? What the Mesa Junkyard, Darth Maul flavor. <laughs> Um, oh, but yeah, I mean, in um, yeah. have you been to Iceland? Which oh, it's called Food Warehouse now, or there's a Food Warehouse version yes. of Iceland, right? Yeah. In there, they've got they've gone buck wild with the fucking changeovers. It's got they've gone crazy <laughs> with it. Have you seen it? Have you been in there, beef? No, I don't know what it is. But they've got like uh, uh, I've done Iceland. They've got ready but... meals from every restaurant you could name, like Chiquitos. Yeah. Fucking TGI Fridays. T- TGIs. Um, all all the ice creams, a Barrett's like blackjacks and all the all the sweets from our childhood have been made into ice creams. They've bought the rights to Are everything. I don't know, but a it's... blackjack flavored ice cream sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, well, they're there's nut, they're nuts, and like sherbet dip dab ice creams and fucking. Do you guys like blackjacks? Yeah, I love blackjacks. I love blackjacks. Good. And fruit salad. Yeah, I love blackjacks. And I'll tell you what else. I'll tell you what I like, else I really I like the very rarely seen Apple Jacks as well. I've not had those. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I don't mind Apple Jacks. They were rare. I'll tell you, what. you get blackjack fruit salad and sometimes Apple Jacks as well. I'll tell you what. The the is that... absolute best sweet ever, and it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> good episode, this is. The best sweet ever is the Iron Brew Bar. Do you remember them? Oh, that's that's a oh, goodie. That's, that's a good shout. They are like Wambar as yeah, well. That's, Wambar should be illegal with oh, the sugar. Oh, Wambar's good. But Wambar's pale in comparison to Iron Brew ones. Come on, Beefy. <laughs> right, and I haven't you don't get them much anymore? Is uh, chew, ice cream flavored chewits? Oh, they were good. Yeah, they're really good. You can't find. I tell you what, I would want is ice cream chewits flavored ice cream. That, I'd eat that. Ice that cream. Would that just be like Chewitz flavored ice cream? Flavor. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> it'd be ice cream. It would just be ice cream. If they made ice cream Chewitz flavored ice cream, I think it that wouldn't. would be like ice cream like flavored ice cream. Had actually absorbed itself. We would all just collapse in on ourselves. It wouldn't taste <laughs> like ice cream because Chewitz ice cream flavored ice ice cream flavored Chewitz don't taste like ice cream. And then ice cream flavored ice cream Chewitz wouldn't taste like ice cream flavored Chewitz. And then you'd be like, "Could what if you had chew it flavored like ice cream, flavored ice cream, flavored chew it?" I want, yeah, then I guess it was. <laughs> I want salt and vinegar discos flavored ice cream. Oh, that is the king of crisps. I want squares flavored ice cream. Do you, what what um, salt and shake flavor? What would win? You know? In in the battle of your the roof of your mouth, squares or salted discos, what would take off the discos. skin faster? Discos strip it more. But the thing, I think discos aren't as strong as they used to be. They fucking are. Um, they fucking are. They? they are like absolute acid. Good. See, discos have got like the best thing about discos, as we all know, is when you you finish the bag and then you stretch and tip oh, yeah. the bag straight and you in shouldn't and you get that it. shot it's, of it's like a chemical pure... it's like they would use it in a lab <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what beats this though hands down is uh, the other night Toxic I was waste. eating 
<laughs> toxic waste oh, flavoured um, ice cream. God, toxic waste. <laughs> is um all the American uh, listeners so- are like, what are these sweets? I haven't got a clue what any of these things are. Oh. I was eating a bag of salt and vinegar flavoured peanuts. The salt and vinegar Oh, yeah, KP. I love them. They are the best thing they... if, you, if you've been drinking. We we actually, this is what got us onto this. Becca's sister and her cousin came up for the beer festival. The night before the beer festival, we thought, what's a good way to get us in the mood? We'll go down the pub and start drinking the day before. <laughs> loads of beer. Yeah. And on the way home, thought, we need salt and vinegar flavoured peanuts. So we walked home just like shoveling them into our mouth. And I said about... Salt and vinegar flavored discos, which Becca's sister had never had. What? So really? I turned her onto them, and now she's seeking them out because she wants a bigger vinegar hit. And I'm hoping they're as good as I've made them out to her. I mean, yeah, they are. <clears throat> they're, they're, they're the best. Um, they are good. There's a there's um a little petrol station just down the road from me, which um I had to make a little emergency stop to the other day, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Peanuts. <laughs> and um, handbrake turned in there to get your peanuts. No, no. Funnily enough, just to get some diesel. And as oh, I was right. queuing, <laughs> I saw. Uh, <laughs> I saw like a, basically a bunch of crisps that I haven't seen in years. I saw the uh, scampi fries, packs of scampi fries, Bang. Dude, crisps. Bang. And the scampi lemon flavoured knickknacks. Yes, very yeah. good. Yeah. So I bought both bags because I haven't seen them in 20 years. <laughs> scampi feast. Uh, yeah, I had a fishy crisp feast. <laughs> Neither of them taste like fish, really. They're no, just, they taste oh, like... They're, they're so great. They're what, they taste like that thing. But they t- there's nothing else that tastes fries, like Scampi fries do that thing for... like They're the same... They give that same flavour here as discos. They're just not... Salt vinegar. No, but they're not really like strong... anything I could. I couldn't tell you what flavour they actually taste like. No, no, no. You've just got to eat one. Um, Tis, how are you, how are you feeling? How am I feeling? Yeah. In terms of. Well, are you up for giving us a Tis's Bible story? I'm up for giving a Tis's Bible story. Oh come on. Okay, right, good. Because we've done so many um, Tis's Bible stories over the years yeah. but I think I don't think we've ever done like the biggie the original the original have you, you've never done Tiss's Bible stories of Adam and Eve and the Garden of Eden have you uh, I don't think so has he not no that's what I thought it's the biggie I think we'd and spoken have, about I can't remember you doing it we'd spoken about um, the apple potentially being a mushroom and Christianity being a mushroom cult have we I don't think that's in the Bible though I would like to give you the Tiss's Bible stories of Adam and Eve please this is Bible stories of Adam and Eve. Um, right. As you remember it, but if you can fact check him. Let's see if I can remember this then. Okay. So, okay. God sort of starts making everything, doesn't he? He's sort of like... That's the start, isn't it? Is it the start of the Bible? Like the sort of like at Star Wars when it's like the credits coming down. Or the... <laughs> it's the opening crawl of the Bible, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. No, isn't the opening crawl like God makes the universe? Yeah, God creates the heavens and, and the earth. And then it's like, Is that as the first it pans thing? down after the crawl, it's, it doesn't pan down over like the Tantive Four with R2-D2 and C-3PO in it. it. It pans down over the Garden of Eden. Pans down to Eden. And then this is us. And then like... Yeah. God grabs Adam's ribs and creates Eve. I don't know if that's in the film. I don't know if that happens before. <clears throat> It'd be expensive to do CGI for that. But so anyway, Adam and Eve are there, and they're having a wicked time. 
Eden's sort of sound, isn't it? It's sort of like everything you could want. Is it the land of milk and honey? Has it got milk and honey there? That the streams are running uh, with milk and honey. Has it got milk and honey there though? Which is problematic for fish the, the, life and marine life. But I guess they were made after. I'm sure there was milk and honey, and the fish, but, um, fish sort of were adapted to that. That comes a bit later. Okay, that's uh, that's like. Is that yeah. a real thing in the Bible? The milk and honey. Uh, the land of milk and honey, yeah, it's like a, a reference to like the promised land. I thought it was like a Beck um, song or something. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a song. I don't. So Eden was sound <laughs> and they were both naked. They were both naked living there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, they were just doing their thing for I don't know how long. Just fucking God knows. God knows. Does... Um, <laughs> and, um, and then they start getting onto this snake. Or the snake gets onto them, maybe. Starts being like... Because there's a massive tree in there with lot these fruits. And God's just like, don't eat them fruits. You can do anything else, but don't eat them. And like with anything, if you don't... If you tell someone not to do something... And he should know this, really... If you tell someone not to do something, they're fucking bound the to test, do it. it. Like it's the test. Yeah, it's well, it's it's not a good. He created humans to be imperfect, <laughs> and then he goes, "Oh, you can't do this." Well, he knows what's going to happen, doesn't he? Anyway, so snake, the snake, <laughs> the snake was, uh, and I don't know why the snake was doing this. But he was being tricksy and wanting them to eat the apple. I wonder if he knew. I don't know. What have they got against snakes in the Bible? Because was e- it a snake? Everyone's having a good crack in the Garden of Eden. It just says serpent. It says serpent. Right. So it could I think could be the manifestation it, of Lucifer, could it? Yeah, basically, serpent doesn't mean we've we've taken serpent and implied snake. Right. Um, it's, and I think because it's because, um, and I'm kind of skipping ahead. But when God says, "No, start the beginning," right? I'm gonna, <laughs> keep, I'm gonna make you crawl on your belly for the rest of your days. Right. We presume that to be a snake. Right. Um, but that that doesn't mean it. That could be a metaphorical. Do you think it was Lucifer God then bringing them down? Yeah, it was. Yeah. But he was a fallen angel. Yeah, but it's a, it's a serpent. You were right, basically, with a serpent. That's so he. Yeah. But but he was was that's he a fallen accurate. angel at that point? I presume so. Yeah. Yeah. So Genesis had, is a funny one. So the serpent had legs at this point. Yeah. So he, well, the thing is because it's 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 allegory, isn't it? It's all yes. picture language. It's oh, of all, course. Um. So I think. And but obviously, you know, the original listeners to this would have understood this completely. That this was all that you need to understand is God stripping Lucifer of his power. So I think that's like symbolic, rather than like literal. It's just him. So when when he says you will crawl on your stomach for the rest of your days, um, I I, I take that to mean that that's God. I'm stripping you of your power. I'm bringing you low. 
Mm. Right, so you're crawling on your belly. You will be below everything else on this on this earth. Mm. Um, because otherwise, people get a bit down on snakes, and I don't think in that's hell very fair. If God then made snakes, <clears throat> yeah, but this might have been a particularly <clears throat> I mean, bad snake. It might have been. I don't think it, it represents all snakes. So Lucifer no, so. was just a bit of a troublemaker, and he didn't. I guess, and I kind of, I'm with Lucifer on this one. He must have been a bit bored because when you're having a good time all the time, it's like, how do you know you're having a good time? You need the contrast of a bad time. Yeah, that's where but he's... we're saying this having not experienced the mm. absolute the, idyllic the love of God nature constantly. of the Eden, have we? Yeah, we uh. might, you know, you, but it might be like it's so good you just don't get bored. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But anyway, so the snake, the snake or the serpent or Lucifer, whichever one, he's he's sort of like eat eat the apple, go on. I want to see what happens. Or I think he's more like, why shouldn't you? Because it's your garden and God's being a bit right. fucking, you know, um, stingy. So I think was it Eve? He was doing it to Eve. That was it. He, yeah, he was telling Eve this, and then Eve. Yeah. Rather than do it herself, was like, gone ads, have the apple. Or maybe she ate the apple. Did she eat the apple, or did she convince Adam to have the apple? It's your story, mate. I can't remember now. One of them. Ate I the apple. thought she ate it. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. She she ate she ate the fruit. It's just fruit. She ate the fruit. She ate the fruit, which is the knowledge. And then she, it they just always says he, draw it as an she apple. then gave it to Adam. She but... then gave it to Adam, and then they had the knowledge of what was going on, and that's when they started to put fig leaves over their privates. And... That's when their privates became private. Yeah, that's when the privates yeah. became. They were blurred. they were publics before then. <laughs> and then yeah, God was just majorly pissed off. He was just like, "How fucking dare you! I've given you this garden." You've eaten the fucking one thing I told you not to eat. Um, and now, yeah, you're going to fucking... It's like when you buy yourself a treat and put it in the fridge and you're like, that's just for me, and you go back and someone else is eating it. You're like, that's the one thing. <laughs> yeah. The one thing I didn't want you to eat. God came down and said, there's nothing sacred in this garden, is there? There's nothing sacred. <laughs> um... put a post-it note on the <laughs> But they they then had it's not an office. they then had the knowledge of of everything, didn't they? Or... Carol's tuna, leave alone. Did they have God's knowledge? What was it? What was the knowledge? Yeah, so basically, the tree of this... wisdom, isn't it? So these, it was the knowledge of good and evil. Um, so the. Basically, the whole f- the whole thing. Um, so obviously, Lucifer's had his power taken away from him, um, and the reason that happened is because he was he was trying to become powerful like God. He was jealous of God's, um, yeah, his power and, and the dominion he had over over the earth. So, um, I th- it yeah, it's it's almost like he wanted he wanted humans to fall in the same way. Um, you know, he was jealous of, of, you know, the, the fact that God had created them to, to basically have like a, a relationship with him, which is the one thing that Lucifer wanted. So, um, mm. 
yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're, you're pretty much. Lu- pretty Lucifer much sounds quite counterculture to me. I'm not going to lie. I'm quite into it. What What do you mean by counterculture? It's sort of like, you know, fuck the power. Fuck you, you Tory, oh, I see Tory you cunt god. Like, sort of like. Because I presume God might have been charging them rent as well. And he probably put it up <laughs> during times of hardship. Is that a God thing to do? Lucifer sounds all right to me. Or did you, did Lucifer uh, sort of start as a punk and then he sort of become a bit alt-right and then it's a bit like cringe. Like Johnny Rotten. Uh, I, I hadn't really considered... I hadn't really considered that um, you'd, you'd liken God to being a Tory, to be honest. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, it, it seems a bit like... It was a bit of a curveball. Someone's got dominion over the other people. I just, in your head, in your head, Lucifer is Johnny Rotten. In my, no, I'm just saying Lucifer sounds like he's sort of speaking truth to power, doesn't he? One um, way looking at it, and yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. In my, in my, that would be the way he would sell in it. In my world, <laughs> that I sort of respect someone a bit more for that. But I, yeah, I mean, I've not been to Eden. <laughs> I've not been to Eden. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Anyway, not to say I'm on Lucifer's side. Well, I think you actually got it mostly right. I mean, it's an easy one. I think I could have yeah. done that one. Yeah. It wasn't King... Is that all that Herod happened all that then? Stuff? And then, so he cast them out of the Garden of Eden. He kicks them out, doesn't he? And then they have Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel... Um, oh, I don't know any of that stuff. ...kill each other. No, ki- well, one of them kills the other. Is it Cain and Abel? Yeah, Cain and Abel. Yeah, yeah. Cain... But you're right, he does... One of them kills yeah. each other. He, I didn't realise... It gets a bit troublesome after the Eden Garden, doesn't it? Most of the time, yeah, the yeah, stories j- of it, it ends of him like kicking him out. The end. Yeah, yeah. That's but, that's basically the fall. Um, and Eden must be somewhere in like the, Middle East, right? Or is that now? Did he remove it from Earth, and that's now heaven? Uh, no, no. Tis is right that where oh. where. Yeah, if you if if. Well, when you think about where. You know, you know, you think where Jesus was. That's but why does why that. does the Eden have to be where Jesus was from? Well, Moses and that were from Egypt. Uh, no, it's a well, different time altogether, isn't it? I don't think. Um, I think if you start to try and put a location to Eden, I think that's. I um, think it's like another plane of existence. It's not going to be Europe. Um, that's all I know. It's not going to be Europe. I it's mean, people, it's America. Assume, people assume the Middle East because of. Because that's that's the part of the world that Jesus was from. Yeah, um, and Moses. It's more likely going to be. Well, Moses was from North Egypt, Africa, wasn't he? Middle East type. Yeah, but that's that's close to the Middle um, East, isn't it? Across yeah. the sea, and that. Well, closer than Europe, yeah. Um, but the reason God, I think people, um, and I hadn't realised this until years ago, uh, that you know when God. Take when he kicks them out. Um, if they, it, it does then say that if yeah, if if they'd remained in Eden there, they would have been caught in that state of sin forever. 
so there would be no no way of going back on it so god removing them means it's almost like when you tell your kids off and then they have to pay a consequence anyway but you feel you feel like a bit of a you feel like a terrible parent at the time but it's for their own good yeah um well look how it's worked so out so yeah it um it just says yeah i can't remember exactly how it goes but basically they'd have been caught in that state for forever um had had they've stayed in eden and the way I look at it but is yeah, if we'd it, stayed in Eden, would we have had Netflix? Would we have had Nando's? Would we have... That's the way the scientist looks at it. Would we have had Coca-Cola? Yeah, I suppose. And the Nasdaq and the stock exchange. Right, pet of the week. <laughs> <laughs> it's been such a long time since we did pet of the week, but do you know what? Sometimes we still get them. Um, so... I just went to the latest pet of the week we had, and this is from KTO, and this is um, Emma the cat. So there we go, guys. Pet of the week. There's Aww. a cute cat. Aww. I'm big into cats recently. Big into. Yeah, them. it's just nice seeing a picture of someone's pet in it. Yeah. You see a nice picture of oh, someone's cat or dog. It just makes you happy. I'd love a cat. I forgot to tell you boys, I've got a new kitten. Aww. A new kitten. Yeah. What's their name? So you got two cats in there now. Yeah, yeah. I don't oh, know well, we got is. two pet of the week then. Come on. Don't know where she is. Cassie, where's Luna? She's not interested. Um, yeah, how, we, come, how come you so, had just fancied it? Well, we were talking about it because, so obviously, you, you guys know that um, our cat Cassie, she's an indoor cat. Yeah. Uh, uh, loads of cats getting run over on our estate. We've had a few cats stolen as well on oh. our estate. So. Uh, so she stays indoors, and she's been fine. There's been absolutely nothing with her behaviour that that tells us that she's like desperate to go outside, or that she's bored, or mm-hmm. um, depressed, or there's nothing like that. We just thought, do you know what? It would be good to get, you know, another. We we'd read a lot and heard from people that if you know, if you've got a youngish indoor cat, then it's it's still early enough where you could introduce them to another one, and it should go well and then they've got a bit of company. Um, so we started looking into kittens, but the amount of kittens in rescue centres that can't be around children... Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, ...is so high. Um, so we... Uh, and there weren't any. There was there was one cat that was, like, nine. And I said to Rachel, I was like, that's not going to work. Um, and also, we're going to get that cat and it will die. Yeah, it's just like a fast track then... to heartbreak. It's like yeah. buying a time bomb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you got rid of Joel and Amber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Took on 15 kittens. <laughs> um, but, yeah, then, like, the weirdest thing... So we kind of forgot about it for a couple of weeks, and then um, Kelly Hodge put on Facebook... Um, someone we used to go to school with. Uh, that's, um, she, she had two black kittens that she was looking to rehome. So... Got in touch with her, and she has been. The first couple of days was a bit on edge. Yeah. Um, Cassie was a bit like adjustment period. What's going on? Um, but no, they've been brilliant, and they like Cassie <clears throat> like grooms her and licks her and basically looks after her like a little sister or a little daughter. I don't know. Like I don't know. There's a it's a nice little relationship. That's and nice. They chase each other mm. and 
So it's working well at the minute. She's lovely. She's a lovely little thing. Um, I haven't got a clue where she is now. But but she she looks a lot like um, Emma's cat that we just we just saw there. Hmm. Well, so, double yeah. pet of the week. That, yeah. No, the cat was yeah. called Emma. The oh, listener. The cat was called Emma. The cat was called Emma. <laughs> the was listener Katie. was called Katie. You got it right. Yeah. Katie, I think. Well, thank Phew. you, Katie. Fix it in the edit. Wow. Pet of the week. Pet of the week. There are all these things coming out of the bag. Pet of the week. Like we got a cat. really good listener email um, for the build up to 200 from Mihir, who's emailed us a fair few, few times over the years, told us, sent us some good ghost stories and stuff. But he's sort of said, you know, congrats on hitting 200 and stuff. And he did, he said, like, I know how much you guys, well, me, he knows how much I like lists. Uh, from the guy who did a podcast all about Simpsons lists. So he sent us mm-hmm. an email of lists of like Weird Tales favourites. Um, and it's got oh. his like top three episodes from each of us. Oh, wow. Uh, top three revisited, <clears throat> top three discussion episodes. So, guys, would you like to know Mihir's personal top three episodes of each of us? I'd fucking love to. Absolutely. And I was, I was shocked at some of the choices for mine. But um, here we go. So, I'll start with you, Tiss. Mm-hmm. His, I'll start three, two, one. So, his third favourite episode that you ever did mm-hmm. uh, was your Crystals one. Nice. That was I, a good one. I liked the Crystals one. You know what was so fun about the Crystals one is we recorded that after we hadn't seen each other for a long time. Because um, we we'd had a massive break. I'd gone over to Austria for a few months. And then I came back and I was staying at Becca's parents' house. And you guys both came over to Becca's parents' house. And it was really just like a fun catch-up. And we recorded that episode in the middle of it. So, um, Number two is Flat Earth. Which is <laughs> obvious. It's a fan favourite. Yeah. Do you think so? Is it? Is yeah, it actually? Yeah, classic. Yes, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. And then his favourite TIS episode is... And this is a bit of a cheat, because this is kind of two episodes. Uh, but it's the Zodiac 2 part. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, okay. that's a goodie. Mm. That was that was good. No surprises there. So really. this was good, yeah. yeah they, they would probably <clears throat> be in amongst my faves from TIS. Number, well. number so, Stations um, is a strong one. Yeah, that one always adds up there. A lot of people like the... It's it's interesting what ones people latch onto and stuff like that. Um, but it's interesting just hearing which ones people like because they're not always the ones... Cause yeah. I, when I sent the email back to him, I said, sometimes our memories of the episodes are really factored around when we recorded them and if it was like fun to record. Because we put out episodes and I thought, oh, that was a bit of a tough one. Yeah. And it goes out and people love it. And then I've definitely done ones mm. where I'm like, that's a banger, and it gets like barely any response. So, um, so Beef, this is your top three from here. You're his number three for you. And this is him cheating again. This was another two-parter. <laughs> um, right. This is your human brain two-parter. Oh, okay. Yeah, that uh, was good Just fairly, on, fairly early on. Uh, they, were, they were goodies. I remember recording one at Tiss's place when you were still in um, Wolverton. We recorded it like upstairs. What in the? Oh yeah. Uh, in the front room. No, we recorded it upstairs in, in your bedroom in. Um, in your bedroom, in Crawford. Yeah, God. Yeah, we recorded it upstairs yeah. there, and recorded the other half at my place in Stukeley. Uh, it was I can't remember what the wow. two parts were though. It was like schizophrenia and something else, and I can't remember the other one. Yeah, wasn't it? Was it just like it might have brain, just been like the it? other part? It might just be yeah. I think it was just like the grab bag of other stuff. 
It was yeah, like two yeah. part. One was all about schizophrenia. The other one was about all the other bits. That's it. Uh, oh, man, that feels like ages ago. His second favourite from you, Beef, was the Shakespeare or Fakespeare one, <laughs> which is a goodie. That was like a long time yeah. coming. That's like a rewarding episode. And his number yeah. one, <clears throat> and when I first read this, I was like, oh, that's surprising. And then I remembered it. I was like, no, that's a really goodie. Is the Bridgewater Triangle. Oh, okay. But I suppose that's like a real grab bag. It had a bit of everything. It had ghosts and crypto and um, all sorts of stuff in amongst it, didn't it? Yeah, that was good. It was that was one that I didn't think I wasn't really into to begin with, and then when we recorded it, it was really good fun. Sometimes things come alive in the in the recording. My favourite one of yours, actually, beef, is one that I don't hear people get like that buzzed about, but I always remember it being like my fave. I think I was just in a really good mood when we did it. And it was your one about yeah. the Middle Ages. Oh, that was... I loved yeah, the Middle Ages one. one. We were talking about the torture stuff and there's a whole gag in the middle where I said like we were going back in time and I put in like sound effects of us walking along the old yeah. streets. It was good. I guess it's not... Maybe because it's not a very obvious topic. No, yeah. Um, there's a few from but, that yeah, period where they're not obvious topics. Like some that. of the ones I liked that I did from that time were like the dinosaurs one, the zombies one, but they're kind of... Strange yeah. topics, so they don't always rise to the top of people's lists. No, that's right. Tiss, are you okay? I just fucking wanged my fucking elbow on the table next to me. God oh. damn! Oh. Right on the fucking oh, oh it's, it was one of them funny pain. Bone. Yeah, kind I of hate, the funny I hate bone. That feeling. Oh, yeah. I hate that feeling, man. Yeah. Um, and he's cheated again so this is top three from me and he's done like a two part for each of us his number <laughs> three for me was my yeah he's cheated <laughs> his number three from me was my ocean two parter where I did um, mysteries of the deep and creatures of the deep mm. um, I yeah. loved doing that one so uh, happy with that number two this is the weirdest one. pick for me of all of them it's a uh, weird web internet mysteries which I did really early on and I don't have good memories of recording because we had to record it in two halves. We recorded half at Beef's house. Tiss had like terrible, terrible reaction to the rabbit, Beef your rabbit at the time. Uh, yeah. Oh. And it was like the first time you had that real um, reaction to it. So we had to like cancel the whole recording session and then record the second half of the episode at my place in Stukely like a few days later and it made the whole episode feel really disjointed to me. But over the years, it's one that so many people have said they liked, so... It's that's an odd one for me, wow. the weird web one. And his favourite from mine. There's a nostalgia there, isn't there? His favourite from mine is also my favourite of mine, which is my Mothman episode. Okay. Yeah, Mothman's great. Yeah, that's a good one. There's some really good ones there. You can't really argue with any of his picks, really. No. Um, and then his three favourite discussion episodes. Um, and he hasn't written down who the guests were for these, so I'm going to try and remember. His number three was Fear. And that was with Dan. Yes, you're right. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't remember if it was the one we did with Peter Laws, but that was we did like uh, hot. Uh, what was that? It was like fear, and it was like the other part to fear. It was like was it horror? Was it, it was like belief? horror, fright, and horror. Because he was, was talking it? about horror movies and stuff. Yeah. Um, number two favorite was Sanity, which is I remember that's the one we did with Charlie. Yes. Um, and she 
gave us her terrifying dreams. That was one of the most yeah, terrifying she, fucking She told ghost us her like, story from when they got haunted, yeah, um, her uni. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I remember we were having a lot. We were all in a very silly, giddy mood. We were talking about buying condoms at, at supermarkets for ages on that episode. <laughs> um, and his favorite, yeah, yeah. his favorite discussion episode was the soul, and that was with Rick. That was the first one that Rick joined us on as the discussion episode. So yeah, good. I think all the discussion episodes I really mm. like. Though. They're always like a real. They come around so rare that they're always like a treat to have another voice in amongst. We haven't done one of those for a while, have we? When was the last discussion episode? We did the AI one fairly recently. Of course, um, yeah. joined by um, an AI, weren't we? Of course. So it didn't feel like the regular yeah, ones. Yeah, it's a bit of a de- departure, isn't it? No. Yeah. Do you remember when we said we were going to do them every ten? Every episodes? ten episodes? No, so it wouldn't have worked. It was like we in the end we, we started doing them like once a year, and that was that was about right. Yeah. Oh, there's a good there's yeah. a good number of them I think in amongst the back catalogue. There's there's at least like ten of them. I like the one we they're did with Swifty. Yeah, that was the first ever one we did. Um, uh, Life and Death. Yeah. That was episode 10, yeah. Does Swifty still listen? I don't know. Swifty, do you still listen? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I thought that was fun. It was really fun to hear some stats from a listener. Yeah. Absolutely. Like We've we've always talked about our favourite episodes or or ones we've enjoyed recording, Mm. but the experience for us is so different. Yeah, yeah. Like you just said, like there are some episodes where... I've come away and thought that was crap and I've gone straight upstairs and told Rachel it was really bad and like all three for some reason all three of us are in a bad mood or something's wrong and then when you listen to it back it's a really good episode yeah that happens when I edit them a lot sometimes I'll do I think you're more conscious of it when you host it sometimes you think this is going down like a lead balloon and then when I edit I'm like I don't know why that felt like it was going to be a duff episode it's really good it's um I don't think there's any that I've put out from us that I'm like oh that one's a fucking stinker because <laughs> there's news. always something <laughs> what's that Tiss? weird news <laughs> weird news well yeah but they're, they are a stinker they are stinkers but that's the beauty of them they're allowed to be though yeah he did put in amongst that email um, where is it he did put his favourite weird news stuff but I was like I don't remember weird as soon as we host weird news I forget it so he said like his favourite weird news stuff and I totally forgot Um, he actually gave us four for weird news number four the special mention to the band camp weird news episode where Bob has an erotic experience with a customer what was that one what Um, I'm talking about going into a customer's house and she answered in her dressing gown or something and I put on some like porny music in the edit and stuff (laughs) 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 number three was the sorting hat I do remember that that is like the pile of washing in the corner of the room that they said looked like a face (laughs) we said it looked like the sorting hat oh my day Uh, number two was us talking about the Kentucky woman and number one weird news which I don't remember um, he just says talking about the king's cousin. The king's cousin. He said not least because it's the episode I was listening to the weekend. So that's probably why he remembers it. I don't remember talking about the king's cousin on Weird News. The current king. I don't know. I don't know what Weird oh, News okay. it was. So that's that's. Do you think he means yeah. Prince Philip? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember about, Weird News stories at all. Um, yeah. 
So there we go. Thanks, Mahir. Wow. I've actually got some other stuff from Mahir, which I'll talk about later in the episode, maybe if we get around to it. Okay. But Tiss, um, you wanted some pill stories. Yes. Right. Have we got any? We did We did get a few emails. Hey! But no, I don't think... I don't think any of them are going to be what you're looking for, to be honest. Well, they are what they are, aren't they? Everyone's had a pill story, so that's what I wanted. Right, so do you want to... Should we read these out one each? I think we've got three, so that might work out well. There's three of us. Yeah, okay, (laughs) let me... There are three of us. I love that you just said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah there is Tess. right okay well first one here uh, uh, Beef do you want to go first I'll go first yeah uh, random right I'm just going to paste this one in this one I I only scanned, scanned these briefly um, so this is from um, I'm just using people's names I'm just saying their first name and their first initial on, on this episode so this is from Adam S um, and the name of the email is MDA Mondays <laughs> MDMA okay. Mondays yeah okay here we go um, I've missed off the word okay. the letter I at the beginning of that paste. I've got it yeah uh, it's fine I can read into it um, I just started a new job in a warehouse for a well-known supermarket. Let's, let's call them Schmeshko. Um <laughs> It doesn't say. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say that at all. <laughs> so I've already ruined it. It doesn't say that anywhere. Let's call um, Spain's free. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Let's call it N and T. Um, I just started a new job in a warehouse for a well-known supermarket. They were super strict on drug testing. Unfortunately, this was also the time me and some pals started to enjoy what became known as MDMA Mondays. It was during MDMA Mondays when I found my limit. It turns out four pills is where I've had enough. (laughs) I was so worried about a potential random drug test at work alongside the usual stress of starting a new job in a very fast-paced environment that whilst in the pub, I believed I was actually in work and was asking my mates if they'd signed in for their shift yet and was frantically searching for my workstation. Wow. So that's... This is what I mean, to He, This is just him freaking... Well, not freaking out, but having a, a strange hallucinatory experience. But it's not like the bliss that I think you're after. You want some blissful, trippy... Yeah. Experience, right? Because he had four pills, the fucking absolute insane <laughs> bastard. What a legend. Four pills. Fucking hell. <laughs> I have half a pill and I'm fucking on Pluto, bruv. Right, here we go. I've got another one. This is from Adam G. Is that... Sorry, Tiss. So that's it. For reference, that's that's overload, is it? Four pills? Four pills is a fucking lot of pills. What's the most you've ever done? Well, my usual dosage, and it really depends. In one shot, I mean, not in like... one shot, like fucking half a pill. I do. Uh, you you don't. Oh, oh my word! You do half a pill, and then you see how you feel, and then you do the other half in like a few hours after that. Four pills is fucking insane. Oh, okay, I'm surprised he isn't dead. Yeah, that. Wow. Um... <laughs> right, Tiss, have you got that Sorry, one go... from Adam? 
first off, the show is g- still great after all this yeah. time. Thank you for the entertainment. All right, okay, yeah. <clears throat> first off, the show is still great after all this time. Thank you for the entertainment. I look forward to new episodes. So I have a few pill stories, but mostly short anecdotes about how ecstasy feels. Like when I had a religious experience on a cold night in a hot tub. Another night, my roommate and I took a cab home from a club. We had been having the time of our lives, unsurprising. Um, But the place had to close sometime. They always do. Um... Insert the cold realisation that our collective high was still there, even though the music had stopped. The woman went. Uh, the woman went home, so we had nothing else to occupy ourselves. We lived in a. Are <laughs> you laughing at how shit I am at reading? No, I was laughing at the idea of like the introduction of the woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was a, this mysterious. Very, um, yeah. Um, sorry, my phone's being a bit shit. We lived in a pretty sketchy area, and the driver was apprehensive about dropping us off on the corner on account of that we were obviously on something. Just then, about seven gang members came walking down the middle of the street yelling about something. One guy had a machete in the air. The driver backed up the length of the block and went another way around while the murder parade kept on. This led to a pretty bad trip for the next few hours, even though we were in our hoodies in front of a fireplace snugly and sat home at safe. That was the last time I took anything like that. I don't know if you're looking for stories like this, but I thought I'd share. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, Not positive. You're looking for like the the euphoria. and uh... yeah. yeah, but the, how could you blame fucking machete-wielding gang members on pills? I mean, that's just... Yeah. That's a pretty like that's a pretty distressing time. Yeah. Uh, See, I knew taking pills was a bad idea. Look, look at all these stories coming in. Yeah. Well, right. clearly. I've, this would be me. I'd be getting this. Be, this last be... one's a bit of a longy. Go on then, Bob. I've just opened it and thought, "Fucking hell!" Right. Okay. We'll see how I get on. This is from Alex A. Uh, name of the email is Fancy Dress Pill Story for Tiss. Uh, My pill story takes me back to Halloween of 2012 as a young man of 23. My friends and I had plans to go to a fancy dress club night in Manchester. We had a Wolverine, Freddy Krueger and a lower for Iron Man amongst our ranks. One friend in particular and I had decided to go dressed up as the eponymous animated duo of Finn and Jake from the cartoon Adventure Time. As a considerably larger guy than my friends in both height and beef, no pun intended, it was decided that I would go dressed as Jake, the large yellow amorphous dog, because I would be able to carry my friend around on my back for photo opportunities, uh, as he, the smaller of the two, would be Finn. All of these seemingly pointless details only serve to illustrate the absurdity of my first pill experience. An hour or so into the festivities, Finn turned to me and offered me one of the pills he had stashed in his costume. The kind of offer that I suspect was not entirely sincere. My friend knew I don't do pills and was much more inclined to partake in the devil's lettuce than dabble in the class A's. Maybe it was the giddiness of the evening. Maybe I was in need of an energy boost after picking up and putting down my costume mate multiple multiple times that night already. I said yes. With a raised eyebrow, Finn surreptitiously handed me the baggie and instructed me to head into the toilets before digging in. 
Baggy in hand, I headed to the bogs, entered the cubicle, upended the baggy into my mouth, took a swig of overpriced beer to wash the context down, stashed the empty bag in my pocket and swaggered out of the toilets with a level of confidence unusually high for a yard, large yellow-faced painted man who has had to endure the question of who are you, Pikachu, around 50 times already that evening. Returning to Finn, I noticed that he was holding his hand out expectantly. As a dutiful friend, I handed him his property, which was an empty, crumpled baggie. With eyes growing more concerned by the second, he asked where the rest was. The rest of what? Rest of the pills. There were two and a half in that bag. Here we go, Tears. This is people taking too many pills again. Fucking hell. <laughs> oh, I apologise. Patted my round yellow bed belly and gave a sheepish smile and headed off into the crowd to await what was surely to be the mother of all come-ups. My smaller friends, one by one, got in the large, got the large saucer-like pupils of someone truly enjoying their evening with some chemical enhancement, while I anxiously waited on the sidelines and did not feel anything. Don't worry, they said, you're bigger than us, it might just take a little longer. So, a little longer I waited, a few more drinks to pass the time and still no buzz, no euphoria, just the usual kind of blurry confidence that comes with a few pints. The night wore on and I watched my friends dancing, having fun and chewing their own gums under, under the influence of pills until it was time to leave for the night, back to Freddy Krueger's flat for a joint and bed. It was around this time that all of my friends were fighting and eventual come down trying to get to sleep when I first felt it. Um, sorry, fighting an eventual come down, yeah. When I first felt it. A warm, fizzing feeling, steadily growing, the profound realisation that the carpet felt amazing and the inability to shut up about exactly what I was feeling moment to moment. My love for all of my friends, for the evening we had just shared, for the music they played in the club, and I was coming up big time. The best way for me to describe the feeling would be the bit in The Simpsons... Uh, where the THX deep note plays in the cinema, smashing Mulman's glasses, the spectator's teeth, and a popping and popping a man's head with the sheer volume. With Grandpa left shouting, "Turn it up!" Um, <laughs> it felt like every one of my nerve endings had suddenly come alive. Distant music was the best thing I'd ever heard, and my clothes felt like they were made of hugs. I was giddy with positivity and love for my fellow man. The thing was, the rest of my friends were trying to sleep by that time. They kicked me out of the room to go off and enjoy my first pill experience alone, wandering the halls of Freddy's uni accommodation, talking bollocks to passers-by, touching every surface with the curiosity of a toddler, briefly dancing to the music playing in passing cars, and munching my way through an almost diarrhea-inducing amount of soft mints. A story for another time, perhaps. <laughs> All while stressed, head to toe as an enormous yellow dog. All in all, I'd give the experience a solid 6.5 out of 10. And didn't bother with it again. <laughs> Sorry, Tess. I'm sure that score is more to do with timings and poor company, so never say never. I'm sure that the right setting with the right people, it could be a transcendent experience. Beef. Bob. If you guys trust Tiss as much as I hope you would after all these years, I say go with him to a rave, have some fun, and experience something new. It didn't do me any harm. Thanks, Alex. Is that what you were hoping for, Tess? I feel like half and half. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, kind of. I mean, it's kind of given me um, a bit of perspective about other people's experiences and how they view drugs. So it's quite interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
maybe maybe we don't have the hardcore pillheads in our audience that you were hoping we did, or maybe the hardcore pillheads in our audience forgot to email because they were so off their heads. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, no, I think that last story was closer to it. I just uh... there were moments in the last story where I thought, oh, this sounds nice. Yeah, I wonder six point five out of ten. Yeah, I don't, yeah, fair enough. Would you give it a 10 out of 10? Well, I, I mean, that experience from the description, it sounded like a good experience. And, Rob, and regardless of, you know, who you do it with. But he said it might have been to do with the company, like the fact that he didn't come up till everyone else had already had, had gone to bed and everything. So he was kind yeah. of left on his own. Maybe if that had kicked him when he was still in the club, it would have been like, boom. Yeah, of course. It's, it's still yeah, hit him though. He kicked in late, yeah. Still hit him. Still got yeah. the effects. So he wants us to go to a rave. Yes. I mean, we still want to do it, don't we? Yeah, we'll go to a rave. Um, I was going to wait till the end of the episode, but listeners, me and Beef and Tiss are going to go to a rave together. Um, we'll talk about it at the end of the episode. Uh, what else have we got? Any other stuff we want to talk about on this episode while we're here? I was going to do a coin in the pudding, trying to think of all the features, and I just couldn't be bothered. Um, and I did upload EU or PUSA in between this one and the last one, so the, they've, there's a compilation of EU or PUSA, which is kind of the origins of coin in the pudding. Nice. Take that. Take that. Um, That'll do. I don't know what listeners thought to that. Well... I need to listen to EU or PUSA again. I haven't heard it in fucking donkey's years. Probably. Yeah, well, it's the, it was the last upload on our feed. It's like episode 199.5. <laughs> it's so stupid. I felt like an idiot uploading it, but fuck it. I mean... Do you remember we used to have question of the week? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's all these short-lived yeah. segments. Question of the week. We've got a question of the week. Okay. Um, this is from Benny. Um, sugary Benny. Guys, it must. It might be Sugary Benny. If it's Sugary Benny, if it's not Sugary Benny, shout out to Sugary Benny. Shout who's, out to uh, Sugary. His stickers on my laptop. I'm a big fan of Sugary um, Benny's artwork, to be honest. Yes. Uh, great guy. Go and look up Sugary Benny. Order some stuff of him. If it's not Sugary Benny, it's another Benny, and we're glad to have you messaging us as well. Yeah. <laughs> but he just wants to know what other what are our fave podcasts what do we listen to we've probably answered this before but probably years ago do we, is there any other podcasts that we listen to or recommend listeners struggling to find other podcasts they like I'd give a shout the thing to I will caveat this with yeah sorry the thing I'll caveat this before we go on is listeners always say what are your other favourite like paranormal podcasts and stuff we host a podcast about that stuff I don't listen to them yeah if I listen to one no. uh, it would feel too much like plagiarism I don't want to know what they're yeah. saying about it. I don't listen it to will, other stuff about this subject. It will infest and, and inform on how I view things, so I can't really. Um, but Tis, you had um, you had a, your fave podcast or podcast you listen to a lot? I've got two. Um, right. Not so much fave. I mean, by definition, they're fave because they're the only ones I listen to. Um but one of them's Alan Partridge from the Oast House. 
Oh yeah, uh, podcast. That's fantastic. That's a sort of mock podcast with Steve Coogan as the character Alan Partridge. Uh, that's uh, audible only, isn't it? That's audible only. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's fantastic. And a more real podcast, uh, which I really recommend. I've started listening to a few episodes, but I need to go back and listen from the start. Really, is Blind Boy podcast. Oh yeah, I've heard of that and listened to it. a lot of people. Uh, I know rave about Blind Boy and I listened to a few episodes and yeah he's very knowledgeable here uh, he researches uh, the episodes really thoroughly and it's he's got a, a real passion for art history so a lot of his um, subjects tend to touch on art or uh, the history of that um, the one that I listened to was a Hieronymus Bosch episode Mm. where he kind of uh, researched Hieronymus Bosch and his life, um, and that was really, really good. Um, there's an interview with Sinead O'Connor that he did, or an episode potentially, I can't remember which one it was. But um, yeah, really good. Really, really quali- top quality. Good picks. Beef, any that you listen to regularly or listen to at the moment, or our faves? Uh no, not not listening to podcasts at the moment. I haven't been listening to podcasts for about two years now. Oh wow, really. okay. Um, I just don't commute anymore, and That's I don't the thing, get the time yeah. to listen to them. I I listened to so many like fewer podcasts when I was off work. Um, with my um, after my surgery, and now I'm back to work again. I'm like got all this catching up, but in my job I just. Yeah. I get up in the morning, I put podcasts on when I'm driving to work, I have my headphones on all day at work, and I listen to them on the drive home. So I listen yeah, to like I envy seven that. hours of podcasts a day. So I envy that. I suppose, no, that, that's, that is a bit of a lie. I, there's, I, I guess I don't really... I don't listen to it as a podcast. I watch it. Um, uh, it's uh, the Jay Marler show. Right. So he's a, he's a rugby player, right. professional rugby player, but he's um, talks a lot about mental health. But he gets different different people in each week, um, and some some of the well known you know sports people or um, he's he's a musician. He's had all sorts of people that you'd be familiar with and you'd know who they are. But then he's just done he's done episodes with like um, postal workers uh, and um, doctors. Mm-hmm. And, just basically, just trying to get a feel for what their what their lives are like, and what what it's really like being a doctor, and what's it. Um, yeah, he's talked to like business people, and he's talked to politicians. So it's it's quite it's quite it's, I I really like it. I mean, it's obviously helpful because I really enjoy rugby, but um, it's the sort of show that you could listen to even if you don't got a clue who he is or you've never watched rugby before because it because of the content and and it's uh, so, based on the guests as well if he has an interesting guest i guess it's it hinges on that doesn't yeah. it yeah yeah exactly um he's having a bit of a break at the moment because he's in the world cup so he's fair, in fair enough playing for england <laughs> got a good excuse um a little bit busy <laughs> but um yeah i don't really i don't listen it's really bad i i'd like to listen to more and um, people keep recommending stuff, and I'm like, I'm really sorry. Just don't if you don't, yeah, if you're not can't listen to it at work, and you're not commuting. It's it really cuts down your time to listen to sh- and to listen to pods. 
Um, and a lot of a lot of my work as well. Like I get to work, and it's not like if I'm in the office on my own, then I can I can stick my headphones in and, and listen to something. But um, a lot of what I do is is through talking and having meetings with other people mm. in the office. So it's quite it's quite rare even that I'm on my own as well. So sorry to disappoint you. Um, that's okay. It's not disappointing <laughs> me. Disappointing Benny. Um, Benny, yeah, the sorry, Benny. pods I listen to a lot at the moment, I listen to a film podcast called Blank Check. That's really fun. Uh, they go through like f- uh, filmographies of directors, successful directors, and chart their careers film by film. Uh, they're doing David Fincher at the moment, but they've done they've been running for like ten years. So there's there's loads of stuff on there. That's good. <clears throat> uh, I listen to in terms of video games. I listen to Kane and Rince. That's really good. Um, they sort of do pick a. a game every episode and sort of talk about the history and the release and, and the experiences with it it's like a round table so you get different hosts from a from a stable of different hosts I also listen to Watch Out for Fireballs which is like a games club podcast like they say what the game they're going to play next and you can play along or not but they discuss it when they come back um, let me just have a look on my iPod, listen to Talking Simpsons still uh, my, Simpsons, my go-to Simpsons podcast and yeah they're sort of the main ones I listen to at the moment. There's loads on it. Listen to the Losers Club, which is a Stephen King podcast. Retro Noughts, it's another classic video game podcast. Yeah, loads of stuff. Loads of good stuff. I'm not going to prattle on all day about it, though. Uh, that's question of the week. Do we have any old segments that we also used to go on about? Um... Uh, no, I can't. Here's a quick fire weird news for you that someone sent us. Someone sent us, um, Dave M sent us uh, a weird news from the mirror. It says, Hendry Reveler spooked after noticing something very eerie in a photograph. So, guys, I'm going to post this picture in the chat. It's a bunch of people on a Hendu cheering. You might see they're joined by uh, another presence. So see if you can spot an extra person in this picture with them. Um, Have you got that? I've got the picture. Right, so... In the bottom left, there appears to be like a small boy crouched behind a log... Yeah. Yeah, what do you think to that? I think it's a small boy behind a log. No, no, there wasn't a boy there. Well, there must Looks have like been a toy. This is the uh, a zoom in on the this is a zoom in on the boy. Looks like a toy. What do you think? This is a picture that was taken moments earlier of them, just so you can see it was not there before. What do you think? Creepy? Not? Nah, I'm not buying that. Not buying that. I just think it's clearly somewhat, I don't know. It's too clear to be... Too clear. See, this is the problem, though. If it's not clear, you go, it's too fucking not clear to be anything. And if it's clear, say, it's, it's too, too clear. like, um... Wow. 
Yeah, like it's too clear. It's, it's that's just, amazing. It does just look that's wild. If if true, that's mad. It's interesting if true. Someone in the comments did say it could be. You see in the picture they're all holding like masks up. Mm. Yeah. It might be one of the masks like propped on the log. But it doesn't look like that to me. But that's what people are saying no, it might not, be as not. It's not, not the mask. It's not the mask. Smoke it. It's not a mask. Somebody stop no, me. Not the same person. <laughs> it's not the You're s- right, it isn't the mask. <laughs> it's not the same person as I mean, the zoomed-in picture, then it doesn't look like a a boy. Mm. I think it does. But, I mean, I just think that's just a person. It looks like someone with their hands on a log, like, peeking over in, like, wearing wearing, a purple hoodie or something. (laughs) I mean, it is weird. I'll give him that. (laughs) There we go. I thought I'd chuck in a weird noose. Should we um, do Ghost Story of the Week and then wrap it up? That's obviously the original, isn't it? The original Let's do it. Ghost Story Weird of the Week. Yeah. Ghost Story of the Week. And I said we'll come back to me here. We heard like we get loads of listener stories and stuff. But the thing is, this is a follow up to. Um, we read some stories from him before. And it was about him moving into this house and his partner seeing like a figure in the house in the night and all this. The house felt weird. And it's a follow up of the house. Um, since we read that because he sent that like two years ago but we didn't read it till like last year so he sent us it but I've got to find this it's in the email somewhere (laughs) got it so it's in um Oh, fuck, this isn't it. Right, I've got them. It's in four parts, so I guess we'll just do a round robin and so one person isn't reading, like, the whole thing. Um, so, Beef, you can go first, because you went... Okay. First, last time. Here we go. Okay. So, as you remember, my wife had woken up one night to go to the toilet and saw a black figure sitting in the hall with its legs folded up. I didn't really believe my wife at that time, but was pretty scared nonetheless. A few months later, this being the year 2017, my sister had come to visit us and was sleeping in the bed in the hall, facing the place where my wife saw the figure. My sister told me this recently, but she woke up one night and saw the exact same figure in the exact same place, only this time it looked like it was standing up. She describes the figure as a black humanoid shape, radiating negativity. <laughs> I have no idea what that would feel like. But this is what my wife said as well. Sounds like my dad. <laughs> oh. Um... But she could not see its legs or feet, almost as if it were levitating. We had had a few drinks that night before going to sleep, and my sister attributes it to the drink. But the next night, she happened to see it again in the same place. Mm. My sister is an atheist and 10 out of 10 sceptic, so she didn't put much thought to it. 
She never told us about this until very recently when we were discussing spooky stories and over drinks, as you do. Pardon me. And we were definitely creeped out by someone verifying my wife's vision. That house, however, seemed to have quite a lot of negativity surrounding it, as I shall now, as I shall narrate now. So, Tiss, this is part two. Right. Jesus. I think Tiss, <laughs> you might have the longest bit, Tiss. More because I've got, I'm shit at reading. <laughs> oh, no, the, the last story. bit's the longest. When it comes back round to beef, it'll be even longer. Right, okay. <sighs> We had recently visited our then neighbour and were shocked to see the house which we rented in a mess. It was unkempt and untidy and seemed to have not been stayed in for a long time. Apparently the last known tenants had fled in the middle of the night. The reason unknown to anyone. Our then neighbours started telling us some weird stories about the tenants that had stayed in the house. Firstly, whoever rented the place always seemed to run into enormous financial debts to the point where they would have no money to pay even the rent. She told us this not, she told us this not just about one or two, but five such instances where people had had these issues while staying in the house. Apparently they would be quite well to do when renting the house, but absolutely ruined financially by the time they left. Sounds like the rent's too high. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds like capitalism. Um, <laughs> That's the scariest thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, apparently they were in a Western civilization. Anyway, uh, also, except <laughs> us, no person managed to stay for more than six months in that particular house. We stayed there for more than a year and a half and had no idea how after listening to all her stories. Then came to a peculiar incident of a single lady who was staying there. Apparently she was auditioning for a modelling job or something like that and had a boyfriend who used to often stay at her place. One night around 1am or something, the neighbour suddenly heard the boyfriend screaming in extreme pain. Apparently his girlfriend had suddenly woken up at that time, grabbed a knife from the kitchen and stabbed him in his shoulder. Now our neighbours... Now, our neighbour does tend to exaggerate stuff, so we took this story with a pinch of salt. <laughs> <laughs> um, we took this story with a pinch of salt. Maybe the couple had got into an argument or something and she had stabbed him out of anger. Nevertheless, the story was, in fact, weird. Okay, part three. <clears throat> well, I've got the short one. Then, after we moved out, another couple moved in, and a few months later, the guy's mother came to stay for a few days. Uh, three months went by without much incident, and then suddenly, one, <coughs> one night, the guy's mother is sitting on the veranda and wailing like a banshee at the top of her voice. Again, take this with a grain of salt. Many people in the neighbourhood, it was a row house colony, woke up and claimed to have seen her like this. She was just sitting and wailing on the veranda for no apparent reason. It took a full hour by the time she was calmed down by her son and taken back inside the house, which she apparently did not want to enter, and apparently she left the next day. These tenants left soon after that, as I guess they did not want to stay there much longer. Now comes to what I find to be the creepiest story. So, 
beef. This is the last part. Okay. We have recently visited our then neighbour no, and we're next one. to see the house. That's the one. Oh, hang on. Oh, the hang house on, remained sorry. unoccupied. Yeah, I was going to say. Hang on a minute. <laughs> it starts message. the same. Uh, <laughs> um, sorry. Uh, okay. House remained unoccupied for two months after that, right? Yeah. yeah. There we go. So I was just making sure you hadn't sent any other ones. Um... But finally, someone else agreed to rent it. The landlord of the house lived in another city, so he used to visit very rarely. He wanted to get the house cleaned and requested this neighbour to just supervise the guys cleaning it. Um, the day the house was cleaned, the neighbour went into the house to check if everything was in order and to lock it. They had a four-year-old Dachshund dog with them who was quite friendly. The dog had never previously entered the house before, and the minute he did, he looked at the exact place in the hall where my wife and sister had seen... The dark figure. Mm. He stood there growling at what my neighbour described as nothing. But the dog looked and growled viciously at the corner and then suddenly ran up to it. I write this next part with a chill up my spine as even though I'm not sure I fully believe this story, it just creeps me out. The dog ran towards the place and then inexplicably started looking up along the wall towards the ceiling as if someone or something had just climbed it. He continued to growl, looking up at the ceiling and across the hall, as if the thing that was on there was moving on the ceiling itself. The neighbour lady had had enough. She grabbed the dog and ran out of the house. Ever since then, she has refused to go anywhere near the house. Now again, as I said before, the lady does tend to exaggerate, but because I have had experience of my own with my cousin's dog, Robin, I tend to believe her a bit. This story really really creeped both my wife and me out and I started to wonder how we had stayed in that place knowing some entity had probably been there. We were newly married at the time and my wife used to often visit her parents in Delhi and at one time I remember being alone in the house for three months or so. So there we go. Uh, it was nice to have a follow up on the house stuff though and it's interesting that his mm. um, was it the sister had seen something in the same place and the dog had reacted something about that part of the house seems to have affected like multiple people over the years which is interesting but how does how it does is, it yeah. equate to the financial stuff I missed that bit just that there's a negativity around that house like everyone who goes there seems to fall into ruin or something bad happens to them like the the thing with like the stabbing the partner there's always it's like a bad luck house mm, bad luck, um, and yeah. there have been stuff like that in the previous stories yeah like a something negative something uh, emanating negativity like Tiss's dad apparently <laughs> <laughs> uh, he finished up by saying that last story still brings chills, chills to my sign to my spine as for some reason I find it incredibly scary Safe to say we've stopped visiting the house ever since and now that I think back on it, the first day I saw the house and met the landlord who had come to show it to me, I had an odd feeling about it. It might have just been my imagination running wild after hearing these stories but somehow I feel that there were certain things that were red flags. For one, I noticed the landlord never really set foot inside the house when he was showing it to me. At that time I took it that he was just wanting me to look around as best as possible. But I have a distinct memory of when I was trying to show him something that was broken in the kitchen. He just asked me to take a photograph of it and show him later. He did not want to come inside. He was also very insistent that we not vacate the house within a year's time or we'd have to pay him twice the rent for the last month. Again, this was a possible red flag, but at the time I had never experienced anything like this and was quite young and naive, so I didn't really give much thought to it. 
So, yeah, it seems to be everyone knows about this spooky old house. Don't move into it. That sounds like normal landlord behaviour. Yeah, it really does. That's what I was laughing at. Sounds like, sounds like, that. Sounds like my old landlord, yeah. Yeah, they seemed absolutely uninterested in the house. Yeah, that's, that's a landlord. <laughs> I told them something was broken. They said, just send me a picture or something. Yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> have you seen... Um... If you see someone sent me this picture of like you know those like stupid lists you get on Facebook of like twenty landlord stories yeah, that yeah, will yeah, shock yeah. you and stuff like but they sent me one and I genuinely laughed. It was uh, a conversation between a landlord and the tenant. Uh hi, uh sorry to bother it was like basically like hi, sorry to bother you. Um we've got no hot water. And it was basically, Oh, okay, can you send me a photo? And they just <laughs> took a photo of the running water, like it's like this but it's not hot. <laughs> It's like it's just typical landlord. Just oh, yeah, just, it's bullshit. Okay. Yeah, just send, just send me a photo. <laughs> um, um, saying that, to be fair, my landlord here, he, we haven't had any problems with him. All our previous ones were mm. shit. The guy here is actually, he will sort stuff out if it's broken. Yeah. But that's a that is, big that rarity. Right, guys. Um, I can't think of any more features we used to do. We've done Pet of the Week, Question of the Week, Listener of the Week, Pill Stories, which I guess is Listener Stories, uh, Tiss's Bible Stories, all that stuff. Uh, Outfit of the Week, everyone's favourite. Um, so to follow up on the Pill Stories, guys, um, as we alluded to earlier, we're going to be going to a rave, and uh, what we're going to do is put it as an addendum to this episode. So this is 200, and you're going to get... Either I'm going to edit into this... Or do a 200 part two. Uh, we're going to take a recorder to the rave. Me and Beef are going to give our honest experience of it. And um, hopefully we'll come back all jazzed and um, pro-rave and pro-pills. <laughs> um, anything else you guys want to add in for episode 200? Thanks for listening. Love everyone. Yeah, I guess just... Uh, can't believe people are still listening uh, not because we're so shit although that is a factor I mean this episode's a mess I'm going to have to do some creative editing to fix it up and fa- also yeah you're going to have to spend ages it's this thanks, thanks to Bob but, for what must have no, been just, about like what uh, 900 hours of editing by now probably yeah I think that sounds about right because they say no they say it's like three times the length of the recording to, to edit it decently so I guess if it's 200 episodes, yeah, there might be. <laughs> yeah, because some of these episodes are long. Yeah, dude, you, you're yeah, probably that's, that's in the 900 to 1,000 hours of editing. Fucking hell, bring it on. <laughs> but, um, yeah, when it, what was it, what's it been, like eight eight years that we've been doing yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, bit over. Yeah. It's a long time. Uh, it's, it is a long time. It's been incredible, really. Um, you think of how much has changed in that time. Yeah, how much has changed in our lives? Mm. How much yeah. has changed in the world? Been through a fucking pandemic. Yeah, yeah. I know, right? Beef's had kids. Me and Tiss have moved away. I think I've changed. Beef's a lot. got a degree. Yeah. I'm through. I'm going through you... mine. We've all changed a lot, mate. At least we'll be able to follow your degree, like, and keep going, and you know, eventually. We'll have to do like a little graduation ceremony or something on the park. Yeah, I'll do an episode in German when I get there. 
<laughs> well, that'd be fun for everyone, <laughs> least of all me and Tess, who won't understand. That'll be what you're fun saying, for Germans. Germans <laughs> 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 and Austrians. Yeah. Yeah, most of most of whom speak English anyway. Yeah. Uh, that's all I, f- I think about. That. I was talking to a friend from church, like who um, works a lot in Munich. Yeah. And um, we was I was talking about the fact that I hate Germans. <laughs> well, uh, <that's, laughs> you're gonna have to edit that. That sounds bad. Um, no, 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 no. Like we've talked about it, I suppose, on the pod. Like I hate going to a different country and not. And doing the lazy English thing of not learning a little bit of right. language to try and, you know, obviously I'm not going to be fluent in French. But when we when we went to France recently, I was really keen. I was like, I need to get, I need to get this sorted out. Uh, and I was talking about how actually that was the most fruitless. There was no point when we went to Berlin because everyone I spoke That's to. That's it. Spoke you try English. and speak, you try and do a little bit, and they just talk to you back in English. Did you have a nice time in France, by the way? Yeah, it was lovely, thank you. Yeah, yeah really relaxing. Um, really, we saw some amazing places. Yeah. Uh, did went to lots of like medieval towns and went to Mont Saint Michel. Oh, I've been like there. Second most. Have you? Yeah, been? I've been there quite a few times. I used to stay. At, my granddad used to have a place. He used to stay not too far from there. So I've been to Mont Saint Michel like oh. three times. Yeah, it's really nice. It's it's amazing, yeah, yeah. isn't it? It's incredible. Um, so we did that. We did Disney with the kids. Um, I saw that you went to Disney, which was tiring but fun. Was fine. It was exhausting, and it was thirty-one degrees. Yeah, nice. Um, and <laughs> uh, met met Darth Vader. Wow, he was, was there. Pretty cool. <laughs> I know it was, it was pretty cool. Full of fucking uh, yeah, it was. Lords. It was good, man. Like, it's. It was weird. It was it was interesting doing it with kids. Yes, I um, bet. Joel and Amber. It was like doing the parade was. It was. It was just worth it. The whole day. Yeah, was yeah, worth yeah. It I when we were there last year it. in America. One of my favorite things we did was to watch the parade, but not for me. I was watching the kids watching the parade, and I was like, they're fucking loving this. It was getting me like well yeah. pumped to see how pumped the kids were getting watching yeah. the parade. It was like, and bear in mind, like. Joel does. Joel knows when when Joel thinks of Disney, he thinks of Pixar. Yeah, really. Like that's he's grown up watching Toy Story and Finding Nemo and, um, but not really Mickey Mouse. Right. Like he's just started watching Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and Funhouse and stuff like that. But he didn't really like. Although a few weeks ago I introduced him to Ducktales, which he he bloody loved. Mm-hmm. Um, but Amber as well. I mean, she's eighteen months. She doesn't she doesn't know who any of the princesses are no. or anything like that. But when the princes were out on parade, she's like blowing them more kisses, and like, I'm like, this is this is absolutely banging. Um, so yeah, it was bloody expensive. Yes, but I bought a stormtrooper hat. <laughs> so it made um, it worth it. I lost, I lost my hat like the day before we went to Disney. And Rachel was like, "Are you joking? It's gonna be thirty-one You're gonna degrees. Need a hat. Absolutely die." I forgot my hat when so, I was there, so I yeah. bought a hat at Disney as well for the same reason. Like, I need a hat. I got Kermit the Frog. But all did yeah. you? All of them are stupid, aren't they? You look at them, and you're like, no. I was hat like, here do you have sensible. any Muppet merchandise? Because Disney own Muppets, but they do not have much Muppet stuff in the parks. And they were like, there's one hat. I was like, I'll take it. So I've got brilliant. Kermit the hat. Kermit That's pretty the Frog cool. Hat. 
Nice. Yeah, so I'm glad you had a good time. I just got back from holiday as well. I've been to, I was in Amsterdam. I went to see the AAS at the Paradiso in Amsterdam. Uh, it was really oh, great. great. Really, really great show. Because they, their tour had sold out in the UK, uh, Becca really wanted to go to it. So we said, let's just go to Amsterdam and watch them there. It was so good. And then we Amazing. got the train down, spent some time in Rotterdam. And then we went down to Bruges in Belgium as well. Uh, and I drank some beer in like an 800-year-old beer cellar. Uh, all Belgian like Trappist wow. beers. It was so so good. Uh, we was only away for like six days. It was like two days in each city, and then we came home. So it's just like a, not a quick trip, but it was really fun. Cool. That sounds really fun. Yeah, yeah. lovely. Um, and it just made me want to go back to Belgium and drink more of the beer because it was really good. I might drive there next time and just bring loads back with me. Mm. Yeah, you got to do a bit of a booze cruise. Yeah, it was point. good. Um, anyway, I think uh, we're coming to a wrap on episode two hundred, please. Wow. It's been emotional. It's been kind of episode 200, and it? It's been like a, a load of old nonsense. <laughs> yeah, but listeners know what they've got themselves into now. Yeah, and um, uh, like I say, I've already recorded the next episode. Um, one, with, one with Emma. I already alluded to it. I'm just going to give it away. Yeah, I've recorded an episode of Emma. It's going to be episode 201. It'll be really fun. So look forward to that. It's already edited. It's all ready to go. And it's long. I will tell you this, listeners. It's like two hours long. It might even be more. I can't remember. It's long. It's good. All of the trip ones are quite long, though. Yeah, aren't yeah. Because you've got a lot to do. So there's that. Um, and I don't know what else we've got coming up. But fun stuff. The rave. Yeah. Thanks for listening for 200 episodes, listeners. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. Lots of love. Love you. I mean it, listeners. We, we love you. Yeah. Love you. I I mean it. (laughs) See you later. An additional addendum to this recording was recovered, featuring a further pill story as read by Bob Shoy. This segment will now also be presented in its raw, unedited form. Okay, just after um, recording... For episode 200, um, we received, possibly even while we were recording, it was like the day, um, a an extra email of an extra pill story sent for Tiss. Um, so I'm going to read this and then hopefully I can record Tiss's reaction to this and insert it at some point. So this is from Ed A, uh, or Ted, as he's a... As he uh, signed his email. Fucking what is going on outside? So, here we go. Once I took 11 E's back in 2004, in one night, at home, in the space of two and a half hours. They were a mix of BLs and pink VWs. My housemate, also on pills, realised I had disappeared and went looking for me. Now, as you'll be aware, pills really affect how your brain works. Um, as, as Tiss will be aware. He looked in every room of the house, in drawers, bedside tables, bathroom bins, the works. 
After 20 to 30 minutes, he gave up and went to the kitchen to get a glass of water. On arriving into the kitchen, he noticed the entire contents of the fridge neatly stacked on the floor. Curiosity got the better of him and opened the large double fridge. Inside, he discovered me. I was holding a banana in one hand with a face drawn on it and a yoghurt in the other, having a full discussion about whether Brazil nuts were called Brazil nuts in Brazil or whether they were just called nuts. Fun times. Thanks, Ted. I might actually have to re-record this because there's some, yeah, beeping going on uh, from angry drivers sat in traffic outside my apartment. Um, right, if not, I might try and edit it out. Uh, right, I'll record with Tiss separately for that. I'll do Thus concludes perhaps the final recordings of our beloved Weird Tales Collective. Aside from a previously completed episode featuring Bob and returning guest Emma Apps, which we will be uploading in the coming weeks. According to recovered documents on the hard drive, a further two segments were due to be recorded for the intended episode 200, a listener story segment and an outside recording from a rave, the location of their last known whereabouts, uh, where no recording or recorder has been recovered, as well as no trace of our podcasting trio, although our search is still underway. The story intended for the unrecorded listener story segment was attached to the notes, so I will present this as a reading now. This is from a document entitled UFO Experiences, Listener Story from Michael S. From the age of, say, 11, I've had a fascination with aliens, UFOs, science fiction films, horror films, and was a huge X-Files fan. There is sometimes a sense that people will believe someone less about something if they want to see it. However, no matter how many times I've looked it up over the years, I've never had a single thing that stuck in my head or got me excited. It wasn't until I was 35 that my three best experiences happened, and happened within a relatively narrow time frame. In 2018 to 2020, I got heavily into meditation with a focus on manifestation. I had some wacky meditation experiences alone, but I just fell out of practice with it by 2021, and never had the same desire or patience for it since. So, during my meditation sessions, and generally throughout the day, I'd often visualise UFOs, or just have a sense that I was saying hello to them. One night I had finished work and got in around 12.30am. I was sat watching the original Stephen King's It with a beer. I smoked at the time, so I paused for about an hour and I went in the back garden for a smoke. Instantly, my head was turned to a big, bright, glowing object, far brighter than a star, and it was much lower than a plane, because in the distance behind it, I could see a tiny plane with its standard flashing lights and two wings. I stared at this light for about five seconds, amazed by its brightness, and trying to gauge its distance from me. Pretty much impossible, but my best guess would be less than half the altitude of the plane. It suddenly, and silently, shot to my left across the sky, did a very distinct zigzag manoeuvre before accelerating even faster with a curved motion up through the clouds. I witnessed it become a pinhead of light and continue to space, I would assume. I just went back to Stephen King's It and my beer like nothing had happened. It wasn't until about an hour later I paused the film to acknowledge what I'd just seen and got a shiver up my spine. I continued with the meditation in hope of seeing more. 
During this time, I did my usual weekend UFO documentary search and watched anything I hadn't come across before. There was one documentary about an Australian guy who was followed by UFOs. And at one point in the episode, he refers to a zigzag manoeuvre they do as them saying hello and acknowledging you. And it hit me. This is what had happened to me. Not long after, at this point, I was going out in the garden late at night more frequently. A similar situation. A bright light, pretty much in the same location. It zoomed to the left, after me observing it, but seemed to be a little bit further away. In my head, I said, please do the zigzag. Bonkers, I know. And sure enough, the moment that I thought it, it moved in a zigzag. The difference with this one was that rather than a curved acceleration up into space, it literally shot up and it was the fastest thing I've ever seen. It shot up so fast that there was a streak of light behind it, which I've only ever seen in movies and YouTube videos. Lastly, a couple of months after this, I was on my second flight to Australia that year and still very much into my meditation and interest in UFOs. I'm on the plane, meditating to kill some time and maybe zone myself out for at least some of the flight thinking I can kill an hour and then that's something. I stop meditating and I look out the window and I see something glint in the clouds. This time I saw a structure and a solid object. It was shaped like a squished top hat. I'd love to know how far away it was from me but I'll never know that or how big it was but it was definitely solid and at a guess made of metal. When I observed it for a while it bobbed around like a pebble skipping on the water before making big movements away from its location. Again, I had this dreamlike attitude of just turning my head back to my book and thinking nothing of it. But then the image in my memory hit me and I spent the whole flight thinking about it. Before these experiences, I would have said anyone who thinks they can talk to aliens with their mind is nuts. But now I believe that the frequency of our thoughts can absolutely be picked up in the same way a radio works. Tesla even said that we were walking radio antennas. It's a crazy thing to accept, but in my opinion, we don't need the governments or media to tell us these things are real. Anyone can find out themselves with some effort. Thank you to Michael for sending those stories. And thus concludes our farewell ceremony. And I just have one final duty to fulfill. If anything were to ever happen to the WTATU boys, they had the following demand. According to their wishes, I would now like to proclaim the last ever listener of the week. I bestow this honour upon Mr. Anthony Anderson. Congratulations, Anthony. You've waited long enough. Now, please stand. And to play us out, Flat Earth Beat. We're going to... We're going to ride straight into this one. Right, okay. Mm -hmm. Because there's so much to cover. Are we riding onto the horizon? <laughs> so much to cover. There's this basically this video that we're going to play and stop. Are we going to watch the whole off. one hour 36 of No. <laughs> Right, let's do this. From the beginning of recorded history, and for thousands upon thousands of years, cultures across the entire world all believed the Earth was flat. 
Their various oh. cosmologies and cosmogenies oh. differed oh. in slight ways, but their overall geographies and astronomies <laughs> were incredibly consistent and in fact virtually identical. The Earth was a stationary plane, void of any motion or curvature, flat across its entire expanse, except of course for hills, mountains, and valleys. The North Pole was the magnetic monopole center point of the flat Earth, with Polaris, the North Pole Star, situated directly above. Polaris was the only motionless star in the heavens, with all the other constellations revolving perfect circles over the Earth every night. The stars were divided into two categories, known as the fixed stars and the wandering stars. The fixed stars were so-called because they were observed then, as we can observe today, to stay fixed in their constellation patterns, night after night, year after year, century after century, never changing their relative positions. The wandering stars, what are today referred to as planets, were so-called because they were observed then, as we can observe today, to wander the heavens, taking their own unique spirograph-like patterns, making both forward and retrograde motions over and around the Earth during their cycles. Excuse me? A baking powder? The sun and moon were both of equal size, and they too revolved over and around the motionless Earth, oh. as immortalized in the Chinese oh. yin-yang symbol. Oh. The sun and moon were much closer to Earth than supposed nowadays, <laughs> and each shined with their own opposite lights, the suns being warm, golden, drying, preservative, oh. and antiseptic, and the moon's oh. light being cold, oh. silver, damp, putrefying, and septic. Oh. The sun and moon, as though connected oh. to a magnetic maple, oh. made alternating spiral journeys oh. over and around the oh. earth every year. The sun oh. began its journey at the Tropic of Capricorn, oh. at the winter solstice, where it made its fastest and largest circle over the earth. For the next three months, every day, the sun slightly narrowed its path and slowed its speed until by the spring equinox, the sun had spiraled its way from the Tropic of Capricorn to the equator. Then for the next three months, again, every day, the sun continued to slightly narrow its path and slow its speed until the summer solstice when the sun made its smallest, slowest circle around the Tropic of Cancer. Rumps. What, you don't believe the earth is flat? Oh, it's a pretty hard <laughs> thing to sell, I'll be honest. I'll, I'll be honest, I don't, I don't think it's flat. <laughs> You've got a point. Once the sun reached this innermost circle, like the ribbons and dancers around the maple, How? the sun would then begin when? its opposing, widening, quickening journey Ooh. back to the Tropic of Capricorn. Who are these people? For the next three months, every day the sun slightly widened its path and hastened its speed until the autumnal equinox, the sun had spiraled its way from the Tropic of Cancer back to the equator. You believe then for anything. the next three months again, every day the sun continued to slightly widen its path and hasten its speed until the winter solstice, when the sun made its largest, fastest circle around the Tropic of Capricorn, and the annual journey began again. <laughs> the moon had a similar yearly path revolving over and around the Earth, but unlike the sun, which constantly changed its speed to keep a consistent 24-hour day. <laughs> oh my god! I just Never changed. So depending on its latitude, the moon was observed.
observed then as we can observe today to take approximately 24.7 to 25 hours per cycle. Well, this is why at different times and places during each month, well, we can see the moon in the morning, afternoon, or night. Well, this is also the origin of old fairy tales such as the hare and the hedgehog, or the tortoise and the hare. Smack my ball. So for ancient men, <laughs> Earth and Polaris were the two immovable center points of the universe around which the sun, moon, and other stars all revolve in a dome-like shape. <laughs> Some cultures believed in a literal, physical, solid dome or firmament to which the fixed stars were bound. Other cultures mythologized the Axis Mundi as the world tree with Polaris at the center and all the other constellations forming the branches. In these flat-earth depictions, the North Pole occupied the center point, and south was all straight lines extending oh, okay, outwards I from there. I can't cope. <laughs> What's that wall made of? Fuck this. Nah. Just call me Mulder. I want to believe. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.